coming out. I know uh, mornings can be tough and challenging and um, thank you all for making the choice and the sacrifice to come out this morning. Hi, Amber. Oh, virtual. Hey guys, hey ladies, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you, Amber, for not letting me. Um, discount all of the great people out there. So thank you. Um, so we're so excited that you're here. Um, I do want to share some great announcements. Um, even though um, PWOC looks different this year, we still have a lot going on and a lot of opportunities um, and uh, um, to be able to benefit from and to be able to participate with. So I'm going to share some of those things with you this morning. Please also um, recognize that all of our announcements are going up on Facebook every single Monday, and we send out an email every Monday morning. It goes out at 6 a.m. If you are not getting those emails, um, please let a board member know or go to the, the front table and make sure that they have your email address because it is important um, to be able to keep in the loop um, so that you can um, continue in your own personal ministry, both on the giving end and on the receiving end. Um, so, some of uh, the fun things that are happening right now that are coming up, we have um, the, so the Fort Bragg 10 miler happens each year. It does look different this year, as everything else in this world seems to, but that doesn't mean things have to stop. So, the, the Fort Bragg 10 miler is virtual, however, as ladies, we like to, to do things together and build each other up. So we still have an opportunity to physically be together for that run. So the All-American uh, All Protestant Service is leading us um, on a 
10 mile, 10 mile run um, at any pace. You do not have to be um, registered for the virtual race. It's okay to, if you, if you sign up for that virtual race, you're gonna get all your swag. I think it's only $25. But you do not have to register for that in order to participate with us together. Um, so that's gonna be on Saturday, November 7th. And um, it's, all, all those details are still coming together as to exactly what route. But it will be on post, it will be 10 miles. There are options because it's informal to be able to pull out and not do the complete 10 miles, and that is totally okay. Um, our, our Bible studies, um, for those of you watching virtually, it is still okay to jump in on studies. We have Tuesday morning uh, here at the All-American Chapel. We have Wednesdays at Linden Oaks. We have Tuesday evening here at All-American Chapel. There's lunchtime studies. There's so many different ways to tap in. There's also Zoom studies, a new Facebook study. Um, so it is not too late. So please still tap into that. If you have not already chosen to do so, you are welcome to join in at any time. Um, tithe and offering. I don't think that we're collecting tithes today, are we? We are. We are, okay. so. Out at the welcome table, there's an opportunity uh, out there to be able to contribute towards our, our ministry, God's ministry, and uh, all of that money that is tithed um, within PWOC stays within PWOC specifically for this women's ministry. So um, that is collected in our Bible studies each week as well um, as today. Okay, we have a corporate prayer meeting that's going to be on Thursday, and I think it's going to be here at All-American Chapel from 2 to 3 o'clock. Um, keep an eye out. There is going to be some adjustments to that corporate prayer meeting um, for future weeks, um, but for this week, we will have that, that meeting here at All-American Chapel. And um, also, every Tuesday morning at 9 o'clock, here at the chapel, our studies start here at 9.30, but if at 9 o'clock, you're welcome to come. And our prayer team, as well as all those who want to join, um, are kind of preparing this chapel for God's good work. So please come out. Uh, if you get here a little bit early on Tuesday mornings, jump on in at any time into room 138 for that corporate prayer time. Um, life groups is a way, another way to engage ourselves and, and grow personally. Life groups are happening weekly. Um, some, we have exercise groups. Everything is Bible-based, okay? So it's not, it's not just exercising. It's exercising through our faith and encouragement among women. Um, we are uh, discipling each other, mentoring each other. So we have, uh, we have fitness groups. We have finance groups. We have play groups. Um, for, for school-age kids, for preschool kids, um, hanging out at the playground. And that is really important time because we are meeting together with other women and, and children and in some instances even the husbands um, to be able to bond and work through um, our personal struggles based on our common interests and our different stages of life. So uh, you can sign up for those at any time. Actually, you can just even show up. Um, you can, we do have a sign up link in order for 
the leaders of those groups to be able to communicate directly with you, but you don't have to officially sign up in order to participate. You can jump in on those and just show up on any day. We also have a great sewing group, um, and there's more that are in the works, a prayer group and so on. So um, there's lots of opportunities. There's no need to just sit at home and feel lonely because there's plenty of women that are wanting to connect with you and um, disciple and mentor you and for you to do the same for others. Um, Christmas Angel, I'm really excited about this. Um, we are going, we as in the chapel community, both Protestant and Catholic, um, we are all partnering together this year to do a, a program like the Angel Tree, but we're calling it Christmas Angel. And um, it, we have asked uh, our teachers here within PWC and our chaplains post-wide to be able to nominate families um, that, that there are children that may have certain needs during this Christmas season. So, we are, uh, so if you personally feel that this is something that, that your family could benefit by, please speak to your PWOC teacher, speak to your chaplain, any chaplain post-wide about this in order to get nominated. Um, and, and those applications process through in order to um, give to our children uh, some of their wants and some of their needs, everything from clothing and shoes to uh, um, some, I don't know, Pokemon toys or a scooter or something that they've really been wanting. We are also going to be able to gift to these, um, to these families and children. So throughout the month of November, you'll notice in your chapels, as well as here at PWOC, we'll have a Christmas tree set up. You'll be able to take off a little ornament and uh, be able to sponsor that child with your family and collect up those gifts and bring them um, and return them back so that they can anonymously be given to these families in need. And um, we are still doing Operation Christmas Child, reaching the world, reaching the nation. So there's going to be a packing party here on Saturday, November 21st in the morning here at the chapel. So you can um, bring your supplies, um, things that, little things that would be great for little shoe boxes, um, that will be used for ministry across the world. So we have all of all this information and more in our emails, and check that out on Facebook for more info. And blessings table in two weeks. So anything you want to get rid of, nice things, and also um, to be blessed yourself after chapel. Good stuff. There. Can you hear me? You hear me? Okay. All right. If you can um, bow your heads and pray with me. God, we just thank you so much for the ability to meet together, Lord. We love people. We need to be the body of Christ. We need to be with each other, Lord, in any way, shape, or form. And we just pray that you would be with us here, Lord, in your spirit, in each one of us, God, over the internet, for our homeschooling moms, Lord. We need your spirit every day, and we know you are with us, and you never leave us. Thank you, God. Open our hearts to your word and this worship. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I have had recurring dreams of being trapped. <laughs> trapped in a house, trapped in a school, trapped in many places. I wonder if anybody else is feeling that way. <laughs> you know, we can feel so trapped, sometimes in marriages, 
sometimes with our children, sometimes in our bodies of our health. But God came to set us free. And that's the good news today. God has set us free. So open up your hearts and remember that you are free and rejoice in that. And no matter what circumstances you're in, God is with you and he has set you free from those burdens. Come worship with me today.
you never fail us. Even when a voice fails, even when our hope fails, God, you are with us. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for that beautiful worship. Can you guys hear me? Is this on? All right. Ladies, do you remember Trisha's cousins, Susie and Norna? They were at kickoff, and they are going to be talking with us today about what it means for Jesus to be with us always as we go and make disciples. I hope you enjoy. What are, you, what are you talking about, Susie? Good grief. You're riding a scooter. Even kindergartners can ride scooters. Can't you? Micah, can you ride a scooter? Yeah, yeah, you can ride a scooter, right? And bicycles. That's not scary. Not scary. Well, sometimes I have little issues with this, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about telling people about Jesus. Oh, 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 oh. She's talking about that. All right, well, what did we learn last week in Bible study? Help me out. All right. 
Philippians 1, 20 and 21. For I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but I will have sufficient courage that would be exalted through my body for Christ, whether in death or in life, for to live is Christ and to die is gain. To be courageous and to die? Help, help, get an ambulance. Oh my gosh, Susie, what are you doing? Okay, I told you sometimes I have issues with this thing. But what do you mean with your verse? Oh, um, okay, let's try another one. Let's try another one because that, okay. that, one, that one was a little bit wordy. 2 Timothy 1, 7. For God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. I don't want to be grounded. I'm too old for that. Grounded. Grounded, grounded, grounded. Susie, are you talking about self-discipline? Oh. So how is that supposed to help me tell people about Jesus? Does it have something to do with that D word? Donuts. No. No, 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 no. Donkeys? Oh, oh okay. okay. Um, over there, okay. Oh, the yeah, ship, yeah. the D word ship, Mayflower <gasps> Discipleship. Yes, yes, it has, it has everything to do with discipleship. Uh, do you remember the Great Commission? Oh, I've been working on it. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. All nations, yes. yes. All nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey my commands. Yes. And surely I will be with you always mm -hmm. until the very end of the age. Yay, good job. Good job learning God's word. Okay, okay. Now, what is your favorite part of the Great Commission? And I will be with you always. Wink, wink. Yes. Okay, okay. So think of it this way. The God of everything, the creator of everything is with you always. So how can it be scary to share Jesus? Well, here's the thing is, how do I put that into action? Action. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, how do, we, huh, how do we put that into action? Ow, Susie. <laughs> Being real. <laughs> Keeping it real. Life is hard. All right, let's think about this. So we're learning more about God. Uh-huh. And we're praying, which is talking to God, which okay. means we're building more of a relationship with God. And that helps us with discipleship because... Um, I think the answer... Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's going to either be Jesus or the Bible, one <laughs> yes, of those two. Yes, yes, Can it be both? It is both. And I bet you we're going to learn more about it. Yes. You ready to go learn more about it? <gasps> it's it's a go! All right, so we'll go ahead and welcome Miss Diana so that way we can learn more about God being with us always and how we can lean more into him. Good morning, ladies. Can you all hear me? Yes. I cannot tell you what a joy it really is to be here today. 
So I look like a park ranger because God has called me to something this year that I did not pursue, but God had for me. And so I surrendered, and that's a big word today. Mm. So I'm the executive director out of the Rick Herma Foundation, which is for you. It's a military nonprofit set in the Aaron Lakes. I won't go into all of that, but it's to strengthen you, the military family. And so please pick up flyers out there. But I tell you today that it was something God asked of me about seven months ago, and it was sudden. I didn't pursue it. And yet he said, no, Diana, for such a time as this. You know, when we surrender, you have a call on your lives as well today. Mm-hmm. Many of you still active duty military spouses. Those of you that are here as retirees in support of these beautiful women still living the lifestyle. You can't run from the call God places on your lives. Amen? Um, and so today, I'm just asking God. He gave me a pile. I told Amber it's like a pile. But I am listening for what he really wants said today. And it's interesting. I went to my mailbox. It's just, you know, his love for you is unexplainable. And I hope today, if you don't hear anything else, you can't run from that. His love for you, no matter what's in your past, he knows it all. But he died so that you're forgiven and that that new creation he created you to be and is still making you to be is good. And he loves you dearly. So this morning I go to my mailbox after my run and I get a letter from my, my Mary. Some of you know my Mary. So those of you who doesn't know me, because I didn't really introduce myself very well, I apologize for that. I'm just going to start with this, but my Mary, my third daughter, and she taught with me last semester before COVID hit. She's now at Fort Riley, Kansas, and I miss her. And I miss my granddaughter, and there's a picture of my granddaughter in there. But the words that she wrote to me, I felt like God was going to say to you today. So she said, Mama, you love our Evie well. But you know, girls, look at God is using you to love each other well. And it said, and I know that you cover her in prayer. And I would encourage each and every one of you here today in your classes, those women that God has connected you to this year to pray for them. And she writes, I know that my Evie will come to know and walk with Jesus because all of the important people in her life will point her to him. I want to tell you today, there's no coincidence of who's in your class with you. They are meant to be around you. You're meant to be around them because you are all to be pointing one another to Christ. The relationship that he intends to have with you, a deep abiding relationship and that love that's unexplainable that you come to know that, and it's real, and you never question it ever again. So I want to encourage you with that as we start. Will you join me in prayer, Father? I thank you for the opportunity to be here today. I thank you for every family represented here. Those of you out there in the social media world, Facebook Live, praise God for innovation in this time where we have to be more separated, God, that each and every one represented would hear your voice today, God would respond. And Lord, increase our faith in the word that you've given today, that you are always with us. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your son, Jesus. And it's in his name we ask and believe. Amen. So he is always with us. So God's called you to a lifestyle that is challenging. Yes, come on. Is it challenging? Okay. If it was easy, why would we need him, right? 
He calls us to things that are hard, girls. And I want to just encourage you, lean into the hard. Lean into the hard. So military spouse of almost 30 years, 29 and a half years. I was a soldier myself. I birthed eight children, raised them, moved 16 times, supported my soldier. And you know what? I just recently cried about that and said, God, how did I do that? But by your grace, did I go? So I don't know where you are today in that journey that God has asked of you, but you can do it because God is faithful. You can do it. He holds your heart in his hands, ladies. He holds the heart of your husband, even when he's making you mad, okay? Even when that child is just pushing every button and you are just like, I can't do this anymore. Yes, you can. Because of him, you can do it because he is always with you. His desire, again, for that deep, abiding relationship. And the proof of his being is all around us, right? Romans tells us that. His creation, we've all had those aha moments in, in creation, right? Proving he's there. But we've also had the personal touches from our Jesus, the proof that he's there, that he's always with you. He's after your heart every day, ladies. And, you know, back to that surrender, but are you going to let him? have charge of it. And I'll come back to that. I'm in the Bible study on unexplainable Jesus, and I haven't made it to Delphine's class yet, but I'm doing my study. And oh my gosh, you know, this week, we either get a choice to reject the truth or follow him. Reject the truth or follow him. There's no in between. So when life's hard, follow him. Follow him. Are you hearing me? Follow him. He will not fail you because he's always there. He's always there for you. He's waiting for you. And sometimes, raise your hand. Do you try to run from God sometimes? Have you ever done it? Come on. Really, every hand should be in the air right now because we've all done it. Because we're controllers. We're women, right? And God wants us to do something, and we're like, oh, not that way. Or talk to me about it later. Or did you see what just happened? Did you see the way he just spoke to me? I'm not going to. No, right? But God is saying, my way, follow me, trust me. So today as I go into Matthew 28, 16 through 20, the Great Commission, a word of encouragement to us. I encourage you to follow along, take notes because we're dumb sheep, you're going to forget. And God has something to say to you today. Expect him to speak to you today. Open your heart, open your spiritual eyes. Hear and receive whatever is for you today. Because God knows you that intimately. He created you, and he knows. Girls, so you cannot run. So let him in. Open your heart to what he has to say. Matthew 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And I believe you're here today because that's what you've chosen to do today. You could be anywhere else. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And as we go into these passages, just giving you a picture of what's going on. So this is, again, it's Jesus has risen from the dead. In fact, the angel, the women, Mary Magdalene and Mary, go to the tomb the morning of, and they find the angel. He tells them not to be afraid. He says, he's not here, for he is risen. Come and see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen. He is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. And so as we move into the end of Matthew 28, realizing what has happened, 
he is risen from the dead. So they lived life beside Jesus. They walked his disciples. They walked beside him. They lived with him. They ate meals with him. They worked with him, right? All the time, just leaning in. And I believe that life wasn't the easiest, right? Because of what God asked of them, but they just continued to lean into him, knowing, right, he was always there. Knowing he was there. And so as we open these scriptures, I am always with you. Listen to what God has to say to you today. Listen to what God has to say to you today. So I just started at the head of Matthew 28, 16, where, again, the angel says, he is going before you into Galilee. You know, girls, that hasn't changed for us. When we talk about God is with us, he goes before us. No matter what your circumstances, and today as I was sitting there in worship, I felt like there's someone in here, there's something really hard right now in your life. Trust him with it. He goes before you. Whatever that thing is, that seems just too big. He goes before you. He's not going to ever leave you. He goes before you. He prepares the way. He's your protector. He's your provision. Was he not that for Mary and Mary Magdalene? I mean, couldn't you imagine? They came. Their Lord had died. They came in what? In hope. They came to the tomb. They came to where they last knew they put him, right? But I believe they had a hope, those women. I think women are more sensitive. Maybe that's a tough one, John. I don't mean to pick on you, but more sensitive to hear sometimes and to feel like Jesus felt. And they went and hoped to see their Jesus. And it was them that God gave the word, go and tell the disciples. Go tell them. I am risen. Right? And, I, and he's gone before you, so you will see him there. So starting in verse 16, then the 11 disciples, they went. So Mary and Mary Magdalene have told them, and this is what they do. They went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. So they too went to the last thing they knew. Right? And I believe there was a hope there. And that's what I say to you. No matter what you're walking through today, there is always the hope we have in Christ Jesus. Nothing impossible for him. Nothing too hard for him. Jeremiah, the word says, I mean, Jeremiah, he's talking to God and God says to him, and God's being kind of stern with him, but he goes, is there anything too hard for me? And that's the truth. There is nothing too hard for our God. Nothing. When they saw him, they worshiped him. So when the disciples finally saw Jesus, they put their eyes on their Lord. The first thing they did was they worshiped him. And I want to tell you something, girls. You know, I've learned to worship. I grew up in a very traditional church, and and I love hymns. But I have to tell you, as a little girl singing a hymn, I didn't know what worship was. I didn't. The worship of I'm so grateful oh my gosh, you are God. Oh my gosh, you deserve all of me. You are worthy. They saw him and they worshiped. And I just want to encourage you, is that a way of your life? Is worship a way of your home? Is worship what you do when something goes wrong? 
when someone's sick. I mean, I know Trisha would love to be here today. I'm missing my friend, but, you know, they had that COVID, and now they're quarantined. And I encouraged her through text to just look for the good. And that's what, you know, isn't worship like, Lord, I'm going to trust you in this. I'm going to trust you. I don't, I don't like it. I'm being honest with you, God. I don't like it right now, but I'm going to worship because that's all I know to do. When they saw him, they worshiped. So my word to you, make worship a way of your home. Make it a way that you demonstrate your love for him who never leaves you, who is always with you. Verse 17 goes on to say, and when they saw him, they worshiped, but some doubted. What? I mean, really, come on now. You're thinking, I mean, I was, this is what I was thinking. I'm like, how could they doubt? There he was. How could they doubt? But okay, raise your hand. Have you ever doubted in your journey of faith? Come on. Come on, every hand. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. But oh, what did God do? Some doubted. And Jesus still came, it says in verse 18, and spoke to them. That's a word of encouragement. Because in your doubt, Jesus knows you're going to doubt. He knows you're human. But he's never going to stop talking to you. He's never going to stop coming right to you and calling you by your name because he wants you to believe. Don't doubt. I want you to believe. And girls, this is a battle for your heart every day. Amen? Come on. You live a lifestyle of uncertainty. And when we're not in control and we can't be in charge and we don't know exactly what's happening today, what's a big feeling we get sometimes? Come on. It's doubt, right? But when we surrender, I'm going to keep using that word, when we worship, this is when we realize he really is always here. Because in that posture, you hear him. In that posture, his presence is overwhelming. It's when we put up the wall. It's when we listen to the lie. It's when we refuse to worship. He never leaves us, but we, we get ears that are stopped up. We get a heart that gets hard. So I'm challenging you today with a word he gave me to say, no, I'm here, but this is your part of it. I want you to come to me. I want you to do the last thing I told you in obedience. I want you to worship me no matter the circumstance. And it's okay you doubt. Just keep coming to me because I am here. And I got a story about this. I have a beautiful daughter. I have eight daughters, but my sixth daughter was finishing up in the midst of COVID, her dental hygiene um, program, and of course, COVID. And she had all her board, all these different tests she had to take to get her boards. And of course, everything just kept coming to a halt. And we'd have to move the test, you know, coming to a halt, move the test. And she was getting very, very doubtful she would ever get to take that test. But we just kept praying. We just truly, my daughters, I have three beautiful daughters at the end of my pile who just have a heart of worship. And they go, Mama, we're going to have a worship. We're going to have a worship session up in our room. You want to join us? And I'm like, yeah. So we go up there. And, and that traditional church that I grew up in, that's, that's hard for me. Like, I'm okay, I'm going to do it because they're doing it. I'm going to follow. And oh, my gosh, the presence of God. We just cry out for Katie and her board. And God, open a door, make a way. 
and not just for her, for her classmates as well. And so one night I went up to say goodnight to my girls, and Katie, she goes, Mama, it's like quarter 11, Mama, there's a slot for my board exam this Friday. <laughs> you know what my response was? Is it real? I mean, come on, you know, dumb sheep, right? We've been praying. We've been asking. And then when it's right in front of our very eyes, my very eyes, there it was, that Friday, a board exam. I ask her, you think it's real? I'm like, well, sign up. Let's see if it's real. Of course it was real because there's nothing impossible for God. And she was the first one in her class to get that board exam done only by God's grace. I'm telling you, right? So how quickly we lose our faith. That's the enemy's tactic. Boy, that taught me a lesson. And I'm just sharing it with you. If there's something in front of you and you're doubting right now, just say, no. No, God can. Just keep saying it out loud. My God can. Just declare it to be so. In his time. But God can. There's nothing impossible for him. He is always with us. He is always encouraging us to more. Draw near to God and what? What's it say? He will draw near to you. We want more, and we desperately need more in these times and these days. Amen? We've got to be walking as his people. We've got to be out there shining as his light. We've got to come with the word of love and unity that he brings and has brought in our lives. Amen? He is always with us. He is real. But even in our doubt, as it says in the scriptures, God was there. Jesus came right to them and spoke to them because of his love for them. But I want to encourage you, girls, part of your walk with him, part of you knowing he's always with you is to know him. Okay? So this skit was kind of perfect. I didn't know that was coming up, but you've got to know him. You've got to know his word because it was written for you. You've got to be in the Word of God. You've got to know what he's saying. This is his love story spoken to you. I've walked with the Lord 35 years, and I've learned to obey him. And it hasn't always been easy. Who have children here? Okay. So, do your children disobey you? Okay. Most days, throughout the day? Come on. As a mama... Is that what you want? Do you want them to obey you? Do you love that struggle? Huh? Come on. Or is it such a joy when they go, yes, mom, and off they go, right? That's an aha moment, right? But just think of that from God's perspective, right? He knows you're going to disobey. You're going to have those moments, but he wants you to get to where you say yes more often than not. Yes, God, I'll do it. Yes, God, I'll do it. And like this job, he didn't tell me when the end date is yet. I wrestle with this job every day because my heart is in my home. But he said, ask something of me, and I learned to obey. And there's so much more in obedience, girls. And the simplest of things I don't know who your husband is. I know who mine is, and I love him, and he's my forever. But sometimes he makes me as mad as a hornet. I mean, sometimes, right? But I've learned to just forgive every single time 
even if I've not been asked, like said sorry to, because God asked it of me. God deserves that. I've learned to serve my family without expecting anything back because Jesus came as a servant, and he's asked me to serve. So I would just encourage you in your marriage, when you go into it with God's perspective, do it for him. Love your husband, respect your man. It doesn't mean he's perfect. And I don't stand here and say marriage is easy. But I will tell you it gets easier when you do it God's way, when you surrender your heart and your life as an unto the Lord. With your children, God's word tells you to train up your children in the way they should go. Let me tell you, they're going to fail you. But what God has asked of you, Mom, is to train them up. And that's a walk of obedience. And there's a sacrifice involved in that every day. That the way of your home is led by the Lord. The way of your home is his. The schedule is his. Your response should be his. And that's an, that's a, that's an act of obedience. So do you purpose to spend time with Jesus every day making what he asks of you the priority? And that's a hard word. But I feel like the Lord gave me that question for you. That's between now you and him. Is the way of your home and what he asks of you the priority? Do you obey him? Do you speak gracious words? I mean, that's something he tells us to do. Do you look out not for your own interests, but the interests of others, especially in your home? But then look around to these women around you. I know each and every one of us have times of need. And are we willing to sacrifice and be there to meet that need in obedience and love for our Lord? It goes on in verse 18. And Jesus came and he spoke to them. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Verse 19. Now go therefore and make disciples. Well, you can't make a disciple unless you are one. And that's someone who follows the teacher. So following your teacher, following Jesus, knowing he's always there for you. The most special person in your life, would you ignore him or her? Or would you spend time with them? Right? So I've walked with the Lord 35 years. I know... Maybe others have walked longer, but what I can say is he is the most important relationship in my life. Because people, my husband, my children, they're going to disappoint you. They're going to fail you. They get married and they leave. (laughs) Now they do have kiddos and babies and come back. But the truth is, in the end of our days, what is? the most important relationship you're ever going to have. And when he says he will never leave you, that's what he's talking about. To the end of your days, he is always there. So for you to make a disciple, go ye therefore and make disciples. You must be one. Be a student of the word. It's why you're in your studies Don't take for granted those books that are given to you through PwC. Pour into those studies, and what you pour in is what you're going to get back. We 
When you walk into class, expect God to say something to you and expect God to use you. Teaching you to be a disciple. Because for you to go out and disciple others, you've got to be one. And it starts in your home. Discipling your children. Discipling the women in your class. Praying about discipleship in the relationships outside of PWC. What does that look like? Disciples of all nations. You know, one of the beautiful stories about being a military spouse is you move around, right? All nations. You've moved, you move every place you go. The way we embrace that in our family was to say, well, here's another group of people that, Lord, who are they that we're to disciple and share the love of Christ and share that you're real as much as who's going to sharpen us on this assignment, who's going to help me grow in my faith, looking for those in your life to be your mentor as much as you mentoring someone else, making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, making disciples, obedience. Obedience is key to being a disciple of Christ. It's what makes you an effective disciple when he asks you to disciple someone else. Because if you're not walking in obedience before your Lord, are you believable? Is what you have to say going to be heard? And mama, I'm just going to bring it right back to training up your children. So if you're looking at them and you're telling them to do something, but it's not a part of your life or your character or how you live, are they going to follow that? Are they going to listen? Obedience is the key to being a disciple. God's calling you to discipleship. So learn to obey. Learn to trust that whatever he says, no matter how hard it is, whatever circumstance you're in, God knows. It doesn't mean he made it happen. I mean, we live in a fallen world. Things are painful in this life, but God is always there. So in that moment, asking him, Lord, how am I going to navigate this? How do you want me to step to the left or right or back or forward? Or what am I to say in this moment? Help me. That's surrender. And listen for his leading. Just as he went ahead of them into Galilee, God goes before you in every circumstance. And when you learn to live life like that and listen for his voice like that, he is making you into that believable disciple for him. So do your actions and your words demonstrate that Jesus is with you? That's what happens when you allow him to disciple you. Your life begins to portray him. So just think about that a moment. Would your children today, would your husband today, would those that know you close, the closest in your lives, would they say that you walk with Jesus? And you know the bottom line is he deserves that. So girls, my message is asking you today, what in your life is holding you back? Because I feel like that's what God wanted you to hear. What, what might be holding you back for all God has for you in the call of discipleship? From learning from the teacher to being able to being the believable discipler. 
you know, when we know the word of God and we allow it to work in our lives, it changes us from the inside out. Amen? And so we don't have time for testimony, but just raise your hand if God has given you a word, just one, that has impacted your life in such a way that it brought great life-giving change. Okay. You know, that saying, the proof's in the pudding, right? That his word in our lives changes us from the inside out. He tells us to go, therefore, and make disciples to teach them. So as we allow the word to teach us, as we allow the word to bring everlasting change in our behavior, then we can go and teach it to somebody else. So to be the disciple God is calling you to, you must be a disciple of the teacher. Make time with him a priority. Talk to him throughout your whole day. Make prayer be a part of your, like he tells you to pray without ceasing. Just do it. Just talk to God about everything. And what I'm still learning, to hear him in the littlest of details in my life. And I just, just a week ago, out loud in my car, I said, Lord, that is it. I, when you tell me to do it, I'm doing it, no matter how silly it seems. Like, it just seemed a couple of things in my life just happened. I'm like, oh, that, no. And then it just came to be if I'd have done just that. So I said, okay, that's it. Whatever it is, I'm doing it. I am doing it. And I would encourage you the same way. As crazy as it may be that he's asking of you, just do it. He led me to a group of people on horses. I was out running long distance a couple weeks ago, and these trailers kept going by me, so I just started to pray about those trailers because I'm in this job, and I'm looking for horses and that kind of thing to come out to our property. I said, Lord, if you want me to talk to somebody up there, you show me who it is. And so I got to the top of this hill. They were mounting their horses, and God said, right there, go to that person. There's like 20 people on horses. And I run over, and I'm all sweaty. (laughs) And this guy looks down at me, yes. And I tell him why I'm there. I tell him I'm the executor of this position. I'm here for military families. Could you bring your horses to our property? Before I could even get it all out, he goes, I'm all in. Perfect stranger. But God led me there. And that seems crazy, right? And why would he respond to someone look like a drowned rat, walking up, I had no cards, nothing to prove who I was. And he said, I'm there. And he pulled out a card and he handed it to me so I could get in contact with him. But you've had those moments with your children, right? God tells you something and it seems so bizarre or to pray a certain way or he reveals something dark and evil in the heart of your child and as mama, sometimes that's hard to hear, right? But to say, you know what, I'm going to call that out. I'm going to ask that child, I'm going to do it. Just do whatever he asks you to do. Because as we obey, as we worship, as we do exactly as he says, we know more and more that he is there. Because we hear his voice more quickly. God brings living water through his word. Amen? So in the toughest of situations, his word is what plants in us the good soil. So no matter the circumstance, right, the foundation is solid that you will stand. His word tells us what to stand fast in the Lord. 
And we're able to do that as you pour in to this relationship. And as he walked with those disciples for those three years, I believe as he came to them now and he gave them this call in their life, he knew they were ready. But I believe it's a lifetime process of learning as we continue to walk in the call. Amen? So teaching them to observe all the things that I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Always. With God, there is always hope. With God, there is always what? Forgiveness. He wants to increase our faith. His love is unchanging for us. But our part of that, again, is to surrender. It's to surrender. What is he saying? Ephesians 1.13 says that when we come to believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, he seals us with his Holy Spirit. The power of God that dwells within us. But he, he needs us to tap into that, right? He gave us a free will that we must choose every day. Am I going get to up, get up today and I'm going to deny who he is or I'm going to what? I'm going to follow him. And the minute we declare, I'm going to follow you, Lord, even when it's hard, the challenges of the lifestyle that you have been called to right now, if you wake up every day, I promise, if you wake up every day and say, Lord, I am, this is really hard, but I'm going to follow you. I'm going to declare out loud, even right now when I don't feel like you're here, your word says that you will always be with me. I'm going to say out loud, I declare you are with me. I promise, girls, your heart will catch up in those moments when it's hard. He's calling you to be excellent in the ordinary. And so being a disciple of him, being a disciple of the teacher, be excellent in the ordinary things in your home, the things that are drudgery. You know, you know about me. Some of you have heard me teach about the toilet. You know, if I can go in and clean my toilet every day with a good heart, I'm in a good place. And I've taught that to my daughters. Like, what's the one thing you just don't like to do? Then purposely do it every day, asking God to give you a joy and a thankfulness for that task. Because there's things in life that are going to be hard. But here's what I'm learning still. So walk for the Lord. 35 years, I told you my past. This job is a more, but it's the capacity. God wants to give us more capacity because there's so much he needs us to be doing. And I have learned that as I lean into the hard, my, my capacity becomes more. Because what's the scripture say? I can do what? All things through Christ who strengthens me. All things. So today again, what is it in your life? I am with you always. It's a promise. His presence, and this is what I'm trying to teach. I feel like this is what he's saying. His presence is overwhelmingly known to us. It's evident. It is felt when we follow Raise your hand if you're a control freak. Come on. Okay. We so 
have that spirit about us as women. And part of it's because we have so much to do. My Mary that I spoke of just wrote a beautiful blog um, about interruptions. I encourage you to read it. But oh, the power that came through her words to just follow, to obey. His presence felt known and evident as we obey in the smallest of things, girls. So what's God been asking you to do and you've just said, "Mm, not that? That's between you and him, but there's something. We always got something. But just, just give it up to worship him. No matter our circumstance, his presence is felt, known, and evident when we worship. Because worship changes our heart. You know what it does? It takes our focus off of what? Me and puts it where it belongs. And just recently, my girls, I have a brother who's, um, he's a continuous alcoholic in and out of homelessness, and I continue to try and help him as the Lord gives me um, to help him. And my daughter's like, Mom, because he's been, it's been hard. I just can't get into all that, but it's been a hard road. And they're like, Mama, he's older than you. You just need to let that go. And I'm like, I can't. Because God is calling me to love him, and i got to continue to do what God asks of me. The capacity for more. And now I feel like the Lord's saying there's someone in here who has been hurt, been wounded by another human being, and it's someone maybe very close to you as well. Just forgive. Because it will set you free. And that's a call God gives us all to forgive. It's an act of obedience. It's not about you. It's not about how you've been hurt. It's not about that. It's about him. I've forgiven you, so you must forgive. Seventy times seven. His presence felt known and evident as you follow, as you obey, as you worship, as you know and teach the word of God. Make the word a way of your home. Apply the word of God to everything in your home, every decision, everything your kids are up to. What would God say about that? Live your life in such a way, sold out, extreme, crazy love for a father that deserves it, and surrendered, allowing God to fulfill his plan in your life and make your heart whole. The word freedom was spoken today, free in Christ Jesus. He is always with you, girls. And so I hope you leave here today knowing his unexplainable love for you. He will never leave you nor forsake you, but he's put a call on your life to go and make disciples, starting with you. Love each other well. So I want to take just a moment before I close, and if you'll close your eyes and just listen to what I share with you. This is a moment between you and the Lord. He is here with us. He promises where two or more are gathered. There I am also. But I want you to settle your heart. I want you to just take that big breath 
and let it out and listen. What is God saying to you today? What area of your life might be a distraction right now or a burden where you're missing the beautiful presence he wants you to know that he's there with you, that he's never left you, that he knows all of that, but he's there to take it and carry it with you so you're not carrying a burden without his help. He wants you to lay it down, whatever it is at his feet today. He wants you to surrender. So I encourage you, ladies, as you're listening, give him control. Just say it out loud in your heart. Lord, I'm going to give it to you. I want you to take it. I don't want to carry it anymore. And I want to trust you. I want to see you. I want to know your presence every day, God. I want you to be the way of our home. I want you to be the way of my heart. Father, I thank you for these beautiful women. I thank you, God, for your amazing love for us, unexplainable. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit, Jesus. I pray, Lord, that each and every one of us today respond to what you have said, Lord God. And as you have placed a call on our life to go and make disciples, Father, help us to be completely sold out to you, our teacher. May we follow and obey that our words are believable as we go and make disciples of others. I thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness to draw us near. Draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. That's what your word says, Lord, and we stand on that promise as we close today. We ask and believe in the authority given us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hi, ladies. Uh, thank you so much, Diane. Such a beautiful word. <laughs> thank you for always, always being willing to share uh, your life with us and being vulnerable. It's, it makes it uh, such a great example to follow. All right, so we can't have food, and I love to break bread and fellowship and uh, yeah, so we can do that. So we're going to have a craft time for fellowship. Back there on the center part is a paper. Um, directly back there. I'll be able to help you guys get it. And on here are some verses. We need to be able to store God's word in our hearts. And God is with us always. And so when we go back to do this craft, it's a bracelet. And on each side, there are 
three beads on this side, four beads on this side, and you'll grab one of each bead, so seven in total, and then there's filler beads at the table there. Each one has a verse to go with it, and that way you have a tangible piece so that way it can draw your mind and your heart back to God. The flower bead is to remind us that you are the Lord's beautiful creation. Psalm 139, 13 and 14, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God has been with you since before you are. Uh, the circle bead is for our Lord is dependable. Jesus is the same today, yesterday, tomorrow, forever. He is so dependable. Uh, there is an option of either a star bead or a shiny bead. And it's our Lord is gracious and unchanging for, uh, we have James 1.17. Uh, it is our wonderful Father of lights that has given us every good and perfect gift, and he is unchanging. Uh, the heartbeat is because, how can we love? Because God first loved us. Uh, the crossbeat is because our good and gracious uh, Lord has given his life for us. The rainbow or iridescent bead is because our Lord keeps his promises, and, and this will be familiar to the team from 2015-16. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for He has prom what he has promised uh, is faithful. And then the last one, our Lord gifted us with friendship. Um, God's commanded us to love one another. And there's nothing greater than a friend that will lay down his life for another. And that's the turquoise bead because guess what? That's our happy color. And God has given us such a great gift of friendship. So as you're going along and you're having a hard time, no matter where you're struggling, uh, you can look at your bracelet and be like, you know what? God made me. You know what? God loves me. God's unchanging. God is dependable. God has given us friendship. There's so many more. There, oh, it was bad. We wanted to have so many more. So um, as we go today, uh, there's multicolored filler beads on all the tables, and this also gives you an opportunity to be like, oh, man, I wanted one more of this pink bead. There's not one here. You can get up and move to another table. Uh, there's hand sanitizer at the end tables. Uh, the one thing we, we do ask, for the main beads that are on the outside so that there's enough for everyone, just grab one of each one, so seven of those. And for the kids, I have really cool Team Jesus bracelets for them. So let's go and fellowship and have a good time, guys. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name, sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship your song again 
Hi, thank you for listening to Protestant Women of the Chapel, Fort Bragg. We are workers together for Christ. If you've been inspired, please share our podcast with those who could use a good word.